Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Tony, and Adam. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey. How's Hello. everyone? How is everybody? Smashing. Let me ask you a question. Has anyone had the vaccine yet? I am halfway through. How do you feel? Are you excited? Optimistic? Um, I've actually started seeing through things. I think I've gotten supervision oh, along God. with. Uh oh. Yeah. That, no, I'm good. Does that mean we have to wear our steel underwear? Lead, lead underwear. <laughs> lead underwear. Wait, no, did it? I heard it makes you grow extra back hair. Is that true? Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. I'm already covered in fur. Well, and you know what, Liza? I just spent you know four days with you in Jamaica. You have a lot of back hair. I mean, it's I so bad. <laughs> it is so intense. I need more. <laughs> well, leaving behind the subject of back hair for for a moment, we just received a lovely email from a listener, and Adam is going to read that to us. Yeah, so Julie uh, from across the pond out in uh, the UK sent us uh, an email after we were talking about the ending of Magical Express and with the new Sprite uh Brightline train system that's maybe coming as an option. So uh, she was talking about how in Disneyland Paris, the uh, there's a train station. It's called Marnie La Vallée Chessy. I might be saying that wrong. Uh, before you board that train, you have an option of buying a package that Disney sells where on arrival to the Disneyland station, you take your luggage, exit the platform, and go up an escalator to the Disney luggage desk. There are windows for each Disney hotel. You give them a voucher, and they take your luggage and tag them. That luggage is then delivered to your hotel that evening, which means that you get to uh, enjoy the parks or the hotel without having to worry about your bags. And then when you're going home uh, and you're taking the train, morning of departure, you bring your luggage to the services at the hotel, and they... It's a guarantee that it will be back on the luggage counter um, at the station for you to collect when you get to, I guess, the main train station. What, what I don't, I'm not sure is if, I guess it's the train station back at the center of the city where then you would either, I don't know, take another train or, or if you live in Paris or if you're going to eventually take an airport, uh, an airplane. Um, so it's like a similar idea to Disney uh, Magical Express but you're paying for this service. She didn't say how much it was. Um, it's certainly something that Disney can do with the train that's going to be coming uh, in the next couple of years. I think uh, one hesitation for me would be Americans in general are not familiar with train and train rides as opposed to Europeans, which is very, uh, very popular over there. And the Orlando airport to Disney train ride is not that long compared to what happens out in Paris. Because I know that Disneyland Paris is quite a bit of distance. I know Chris has been there from the airport and from center Paris itself. So maybe the distance won't, you know, isn't the same. The biggest issue going from Orlando International to Disney World is going to be a straight shot. You're not having to change trains Pretty much any place you go from in Paris or from like Charles de Gaulle, you're going to change trains a couple of times. And one of those changes is kind of complicated. 
So there are apps, you know, that you can use that'll show you like, go this way and go this way and get on this line. But, you know, it's it'll be a lot easier coming from Orlando International. The biggest issue that we talked about is, is going to be the luggage. So we hope somehow there's a way around that. But it is super convenient. And she made a really good point because I didn't really think about it until we got the email that she's right. You know, that train station just lets you right off right there. And it's very convenient, but it's also like walkable. Like you could easily walk to most of the hotels. I, right I will there. say the, the longest walk from that train station is to the Hotel Santa Fe, which is 15 minutes. Um, but they do offer complimentary bus transportation. I don't know if it's through Disney or through the, you know, some other third party, uh, but they do offer um, bus service to the hotels from the train station. Do you mean, yeah, there's, it's like literally you walk right out of the train station and there's a big uh, group of buses. There's like two big sort of long streets full of buses and they are through the hotel. So, I mean, like you could, like Disneyland, like the Disneyland hotel is right there. Like it's, it's a, you could throw a rock and hit it. But the other ones, they're a bit of a haul. We just walked everywhere. The only one you really can't walk to is um, the uh, Village's Nature. That one, that one's kind of a pain to get to. So, but yeah, so if they have something like that, it'd be fine. Disneyland Paris certainly was built with trains in mind. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, it's, it's a train travel is, is very popular in Europe as opposed to around yeah. here. It's the opposite. <laughs> well, and that's true because like when we lived in Washington, DC, my husband loved taking the Metro. Like that was the thing he missed most when we left is, is just being able to get on the Metro and go to work. Um, whereas I'm the opposite. I'd be like, Oh God, please don't make me take the train. You know? So <laughs> So I think I'm like a typical American. I, I don't really want to do that. But, you know, we'll see. They'll, they might make it fun. You know, I bet they do. So hopefully. So yeah. but thank you for the email. It was very kind of you. And, and she had some kind words about the show. And, um, you know, that was nice of her. So thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. OK, so we're going to go ahead and um, switch over to some news. And we're going to talk a little bit about Disneyland. Liza has a couple stories. Yes, I do. So recently, 323 employees were recalled to work in the downtown Disney district and parts of California Adventure that going to start reopening hopefully soon. I think it's like where they're serving food. So that is very, very encouraging to me i like hearing when people are going to get their jobs back especially in disneyland i think it's a good sign and also the stay-at-home order has been lifted for california yay the 232 cast members they're going to start the process of reopening food and beverage so guests are allowed now to have dining outside again. And they said that they're going to be able to work immediately. So, or they're going to work immediately. So I don't know exactly if that means they're going to reopen immediately everything, or they're going to start training them to get ready to open or what's going on. But yeah. um, that stay at home order was lifted Monday, the 25th, which allows them to do outdoor dining. 
Okay. Um, so now it's all got to be outdoor. Yeah. Yeah. So no indoor dining yet, but. But that's okay um, in California. Who wants to be inside heard, anyway in California, I, right? I heard it was. I, my brother said it was freezing this week. <laughs> oh really? Really? Define yeah. freezing, brother. They said it was like 49 degrees. Okay. Well, that's exceptionally cold for there. I will get yeah. on that. But yeah, that's not. But, yeah, well, yeah, I, I guess relatively speaking, but um, yeah, no, it's good that they're uh, because you know it's been open for shopping, mm-hmm. but since December seventh, I think, beginning of December, they couldn't you couldn't purchase any food yes. or any drinks, so you literally couldn't take a sip of water. You'd have to you know go oh. off site. I guess it was really sad, and I just need to know if Award Wieners is opening. I think it said it they did. are. They wieners, are. yeah. Yay, award wieners. It's really the best. So that's good news, everybody. I think I'm very encouraged by it. Well, I'm not encouraged by much these days. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's a sign in the right direction. You know, I think they have a lot of steps to get through. And I, I, they're still in purple, right? And so, like, purple just says kind of like you can kind of come out of your house and they have a long way to go because they have to go through is it purple red orange and yellow i don't know it seems yeah, like they, yeah it's like a lot of steps liza i, like I believe once once they get to chartreuse they are uh, they are able to open the parks i think you're wrong it's actually puce <laughs> oh is that a color yeah, it is actually it's the color of your mom's 1975 stove in her kitchen you know that rust color do you guys well no you Adam doesn't oh, remember. you mean like the brownish color? Yeah, do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's they the had color. lots of appliances like that. <laughs> um, my yeah. parents had those; they were hideous. Well, the color system just reminds me of being in kindergarten, and when you were bad, you had to pull your clip, and that meant you were on a different color, and then that meant you were going to get in trouble. Hmm, that's really sad. I, I don't like how purple is the worst. Isn't red usually the worst? It's yeah, red should be the sad. worst. Purple is like, though, you know, it's like a bruise when it's purple. It's really bad. <laughs> we we can't use red anymore because that's damaging. I have friends who are teachers, and they're not allowed to use red pens to mark uh, papers anymore. What? <laughs> are you kidding? Because the color red is a very vibrant color, and it can d- be damaging to the children. Because they look at it, yeah. and they're like, I'm a loser. So, right. So they have to use <laughs> a different color that is that is oh easier. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is a shame. Orange? Or green or, you know, blue. Okay, so I think that the, the color system, it's like when purple, the, the bruise is the worst when it's like purple, right? But that's it starts to turn like greenish and then yellowish, but when it starts to heal. So maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. Right now they're like just like they just got that bruise and it's really <laughs> uncomfortable and they don't know how to get rid of it. They could put an ice pack on it, but is there one that big? In, in all seriousness, um. There, you know, I think I think they're going to be a ways before the parks are actually open. Oh, I don't think so. I think you're um, right. But the the one of the same UBS analysts who predicted that Disneyland would not be open uh, at the earliest until January of 2021, uh, they just put out some predictions for 2022 that uh, stated they believe that Disneyland and Southern California theme parks uh, and theme parks across the country will have banner years in 2022 because of pent up demand. Uh, and as the vaccinations continue to roll out, people will begin to be more uh, secure in traveling. But they also stated that they did not expect Disneyland or Disney World to be at full capacity until 20, 
2023, they expected crowd levels to be back to normal. Um, and they're looking at crowds eventually to get up to the 70% mark um, in, in at some point in 2022. Uh, Can I, so, yes. Did they predict when Disneyland might open? Uh, they, they had initially just stated that it would be closed through all of 2020, and they did not see a, an opening date any earlier than January of 2021. Hmm. Obviously, that was before the, the state shut down again and did all that stuff. Uh, but I have not seen any articles related to uh, predictions of an opening date. So can you guys imagine how many people are going to want to get in there when they find out that it's going to reopen? And how are they going to navigate that? Well, that's why they had to get rid of the annual passes. You know, people were kind of freaking out thinking that Disney was just going to do away with them altogether. But the fact is Disneyland, I don't think can survive without pass holders. I really don't. Um, You know, I just don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Disney World is a destination. People come from all over the world. But Disneyland can kind of be a little bit of an afterthought, especially for people on the East Coast. I mean, you we all sell travel except for Adam, and we all know the pushback we get. If we say, hey, why don't you go to Disneyland? You've been to Disney World 11 years in a row. And they're like, no, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really hard. And, you know, people I've sent out there, and we have a couple of listeners who I've actually sent out there, they liked it, but then they're right back to Disney World. And I understand that. It's There's a lot more to do there. Um, so I think those pass holders will be back, but I think until they can figure out, you know, until they can get to normal crowd levels, they're going to have to not have passes out there, which is mm-hmm. kind of sad. I mean, I, but, but don't you think that's, that's part of the problem though, is because the customer base for Disneyland is made up primarily of locals, uh, you're shooting yourself in the foot by not allowing those locals to purchase annual passes. You well, know, that's if, certainly if, what happened during Galaxy's Edge when that opened because those parks were dead all summer. I mean, even in July when I went, I went out there about a month and a half after everything opened, we went out for the opening, but then I went out just to meet up with a friend. Um, and it was like, it was crazy how empty it was. We had the best time, you know, I mean, you have a wonderful time, but it's just not, you know, they're not filling those parks when they have all those limitations. So, so yeah, but I, I think for initially they'll have to do it. Having said that, I'll be there on opening day if possible, unless I'm doing something really super fun. So I'm going yeah, to, I, um, I was thinking, um, and I've talked to some people about this, how like has Disneyland ever turned away a day guest because there was too many annual pass holders, maybe at Christmas, New Year's Eve. You know, that's but a good that's point. About it. I, yeah, I think. So. Yeah, maybe. And you know what? I have to say, I've been there for Christmas and New Year's Eve, and I didn't feel that it was crowded the way Disney World is during those holidays. You know, it just didn't have that same vibe. And maybe that's because the locals there, they treat the park very differently. And that is actually a benefit to us when we visit because their guests are not like they don't have a caravan kind of huge stroller and they're not um they're not trying to do everything they're pretty laid back and i think because of that it's enjoyable so maybe that's why the crowds didn't bother me but i definitely it's i don't know it just doesn't feel the same probably because they're not they're not there on a you know a once a year yeah once a year vacation or once in a lifetime vacation 
which yeah, is you they, know, still a lot of guests who go to World. Oh, yeah, yeah. And where they have feel like they have to do everything. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you're a local, you you, you, you can go next week <laughs> and do, right. do what you missed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, like if you look online and you look at the forums, people will complain and go, well, this is because Disneyland people use it like their backyard. Well, okay, but that's what's keeping it running, right? I mean, if they have over a million pass holders, that's amazing. And, um, you know, I'm sure they spend money and everything, and I'm sure Disney's wanting to get that back. So, 100%. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I hear people, I hear people say, you know, Disneyland like limit their pass holders and i'm like that's not true like they had a uh, monthly payment plan for, right for like to make it easier to pay for your annual pass like if they didn't want you they wouldn't have done that no. and they wouldn't be giving you disc like they give so many discounts for food and merchandise and then they have yeah. a they have better pass discounts yeah, yeah they, they really annual- do yeah so it's i'm like it's the opposite disneyland needs the annual pass holders to come in because and you know pre-pandemic they will get everybody in there as much as they can. Yeah. <laughs> They're not turning it, away people at the games. Unless it, if it's like really bad. Wasn't it Bob Chapek himself though, who said that uh, annual pass holders just don't spend enough. If you, I, well, if I'm you sure recall, they don't. he said that back. Uh, he, he did, I don't know, but back I don't think summer. that was about that. I don't think that was about Disneyland. I think that was specifically with Disney world. He was referring to. Well, and they don't have as many like proportion or percentage wise, they just don't have as many pass holders, at least not local ones that can go into the parks all the time. You know, I think we know all of those people. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, in all seriousness, you know, I, I think I, I think in some ways, like like I would I don't like the idea of the kind of, you know, like some of the things they've been throwing out, like, you know, well, you get this many days a month and you get that. And, you know, that kind of I don't know. I don't I don't really love that idea, but I'm I'm sure they'll come up with something interesting. Um, And they just came out with something They just sent emails out to people who have annual passes. And I got one of them. It's about the Disneyland legacy. Like if you already have a pass. I guess there's going to be some perks and not just the discounts that they're offering right now through the end of March, which really, you know, are only great if you're local. But I guess they're they will announce some things that will come out later. So, you know, hopefully they'll have it back. Um, I liked having a pass. I like being able to go out there um, and kind of have, you know, those experiences. So and again, Adam was totally wrong. Adam told me not to buy an annual pass out there. And look how much use I've gotten out of that Disneyland Disney World pass. Adam is acting as my accountant, but it was bad advice. I just have to say, Adam, because I've gotten a whole year of free Disney almost. Well, because my pass would have expired at the end of April and now it's good through March. And I've so I've had almost a full year of Disney World, you know, park admission for free. I finally beat the mouse. So I'm very excited about it. I uh, I'd love to. We gotta look at a spreadsheet of that because that, that's interesting. But uh, it's Disney math, Adam. You Disney can't math. beat it. You cannot beat it. Can't beat Disney, Disney math, math, like the, the eight dollar Mickey bar that makes sense, right, Tony? Yeah. Is it? It's not eight. It was like six, right? Six dollars and twenty five cents. Oh my gosh! How many of them did you have on your? What is the four day weekend you had? Yes. All right. How many did you have? I'm saddened to say only two. What? Um, I'm back on Weight Watchers. Oh, really? How many points are those? I don't know. I don't count points. How is, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't do the points. All I right, was on vacation. I don't track, okay. but I was still trying to be responsible. 
Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Next up, I want to go over to Adam. He's going to talk about something I don't care about at all, the Jungle Cruise. I'm kidding. I do care a teeny bit. I kind of don't. <laughs> Nobody so cares. Fun. Uh, it's so much fun. It's original attraction. Ride. You know, I'm at, think about being 1955 in your in your you know pinup dress going on a boat ride through the your pinup dress. You don't like My, not mine, yours. Okay, I don't and, think I have um, a pinup. Do pinup girls go on those boats, Adam? Is this something you've been thinking about? I didn't no, think I'm pinup girls wore a dress in 1955. No, maybe I don't know. <laughs> in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> I might have used the wrong words, um, but uh, anyway, so they are uh, in both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom in Florida. They are going to reimagine parts of the Jungle Cruise. They, uh, we, I posted a video to our Facebook group, but um, they're going to swap out some scenes that are, uh, I, I don't want to, hmm, they're culturally sensitive. They were, so they're going to make it a little more fun, and they're going to add more of a storyline with the whole ride that focuses around uh, Skipper. They are going to include a Skipper animatronic, which is the first time. They are going to add in a scene of a sunken or or sinking ship with chimpanzees, which looks fun. They put out some concept art. They're going to change some of the uh, figures on the pole that the rhino is trying to get at and into skippers that have different jobs on the jungle cruise. Mm-hmm. This is all going to happen towards the end of the year. And they said both will be finished before the end of the year. Their, uh, their change orders, um, okay. or change, change overs, not change orders. Sorry. I, I worked too they much. They got the orders. Yeah. yeah. Now I personally, I got very nervous when I heard this because all I thought was we're now getting the rock and Emily blunt. On the oh. Jungle Cruise. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait a minute. What's wrong with, with that? I don't like Emily Blunt. You don't like the there, rock either? I don't well, like so the rock. The you Jungle Cruise movie. <laughs> Jungle Cruise movie was supposed to come out last last summer. It's been pushed right now to this summer. And the rock said in 2017 that they would be working changes to the Jungle Cruises to represent the movie. But. In this press release, they said that the changes to this Jungle Cruise will not include anything about the movie, which is encouraging for me and probably for a lot of people because we kind of we like to keep our movies separate from our rides. We like to have a little bit of originality and uh, and a good thing about this what they're doing here with the Jungle Cruise is it's going to be very original, hmm. original storyline as opposed to throwing in an animatronic of The Rock and which looks like it's going to be a fun movie, but, you know, I don't know if we You don't want think it, you that know. they're going to do that, though? You don't think that they're just going to come out and be like, you know what? This just really needs Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, they said they wouldn't, but, I mean, they, could they go change their mind? Of course they could. Who knows? I'm just nervous now. I'm just thinking, like, anything could improve that. If you really want to improve it, like, give people, like, you know, small plates and drinks to go before they go on it. Because exactly. it's incredibly boring. I want a past app. Every every now and then you'll get like a good skipper, but otherwise it's just like a big downer for me. Well, I think also the animals needed to be updated because they looked so fake. Yeah. Who well, was that? 
who's the guy from Pixar he used to work on there when he was a young cast member? John Lasseter? Yeah, he used to be on there. You mean he who has been wiped from the legacy of Disney? (laughs) Has he really? (laughs) He who shall not be named. That's right. He who used to wear cheesy shirts, even though he had the money to purchase new ones, but he did not. Do you know what? I heard he had like a whole closet full of those shirts. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Anyway, okay. He had a lot of problems. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Okay. Whatever. Sorry, so, I get distracted. So, so I, I do agree with Liza because we went on the Jungle Cruise. I'm sorry, we went on the Jingle Cruise um, recently. And when we were in there, the one thing I noticed was that a lot of the animals had, um, uh, you know, like a like a mold line where the water. Oh, that's. You know, yeah. and and I remember watching on Disney Plus one day at Disney and in California, they've got this guy who dives into the Nemo attraction every night and and he's a diver. He's a scuba diver and he goes in there and, and fixes things. And I'm like, why can't they just send somebody into the Jungle Cruise with a little scrub brush yeah. and scrub, scrub the mildew off the off the animals where the water line hits it? You know, do it I once volunteer. a week. I volunteer as tribute. I would, that would be fun. You could get like those little boots that go all the way up to your, like those waiters. You could be waiters. You could yes. get some fresh and some Comet. Just start brushing it, cleaning it away. I like to clean, so that might be fun. Once, at least. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to do. I just, I feel like that whole attraction, it was good back in the day, like in the 50s or whenever it came out. But, But it's just not anymore it's like the great movie ride i love the great movie ride but the whole shtick was getting it was it just if you wrote it once or twice it was just it was done do you know what that's kind of true because like it's weird how some older rides don't hold up and yet some others do i mean haunted mansion is an old ride it holds up i even think carousel of progress in a kind of cheesy way holds up yes it does but peter peter pan you know, for as old as it is, and that ride never changes, you know, with the exception of the 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 expanded queue that they put in, the interactive queue, um, you know, the ride has remained the same for for 65 years. And yeah, yet, much. yet I ride it every time I'm there. You know, That's there is true. nothing different about that ride at all. And well, it's that... but, it, but it's only a matter of time before they take the Indians out. But, you know, don't you think oh, that no. ride gets by from sentimentality as far as like, whereas maybe you don't. Well, you might feel sentimental about the Jungle Cruise. Maybe you're going on there with your grandpa and he made bad jokes, too. I don't know. But I think yeah, Peter Pan is because if Fantasyland Dark Ride, it's it's, you know, it resonates with the children. I think the problem with the great movie ride was it was old movies and eventually you for you don't care about those movies. That's why we like when we always care about Wizard of Oz. That's, well, Wizard is like timeless, but like Alien, like like when was the last time you watched Alien? When was the last time you watched um, the, the Footlight gangs, Parade, the Footlight Parade, the gangster movie, even that version of Tarzan? Like there was, I'm there still was just looking for Footlight Parade. There was. Um, there I'm was sorry, just, you know, I'm sorry, of, Adam, but if a Johnny Weissmuller Tarzan movie is on, I am stopping what I'm doing for an hour and a half and watching that. <laughs> Okay. Um, I just yeah, I just think that that was part of its problem is they probably should have updated those movies as as time you know passed. But but mm-hmm. that's why we like when rides aren't connected to movies because then become timeless and there's no timeline. And I know that just re- I just repeated myself, but there's no um, 
you don't have to like worry about things aging and people and characters. It just mm-hmm. kind of exists for eternity. And that's why, that's why Haunted Mansion is so great. Now, yes, they made a movie about it, but that's, Nobody watched that. Oh, I I saw that movie like a lot of times with my kids. What? They loved that movie. That movie's really fun. I haven't seen it. I know. Maybe I'll look at it. Oh, you would like it. It's goofy, but it's cute. Listen, if we're all going to confess, I'm going to confess to enjoying the Country Bears movie with with Christopher Walken. Um, Wait. We we watched that multiple times. I didn't even know that happened. I think Country Bear movie is better than the Haunted Mansion movie. Problem with Country Bear movies, it really has nothing to do with the the show. At the the Country Bear is uh, in the parks, and it's like they didn't do a good job of like connecting it, which I don't know why they did that. But um, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Now you know. Speaking now, we're talking about entertainment, but we're also talking about Disney and cultural sensitivity. Uh, I will also jump in because you know I'm a big proponent of Disney Plus. Um, Disney Plus has removed four films uh, from children's profiles, so I, I I I don't personally have any children in my Disney Plus family, but I guess you can set up a profile for a child um, under six, and. They have now and, – and they're normally restricted from PG movies. Um, mm. But but now Disney Plus has removed access to the Aristocats, Peter Pan, Dumbo, and Swiss Family oh, Robinson. I heard about that. And and that is also due to neg- negative cultural depictions. Uh, so, um, you know, the adults can still have access to them, but, but children who are navigating Disney Plus on their own do not have access to those movies. Well, that makes sense because, you know, if you as an adult, you think, you know, I can explain why in some ways a certain movie might be insensitive. You know, that that should be up to the parent, really. You know, if parents feel comfortable with their kids seeing that, whereas maybe they wouldn't want their kid to sort of, you know, be strolling or scrolling around on Disney Plus and see that. Although, frankly, if you have a child that young, they're probably not spending too much time on Disney Plus. I don't know. Um, that's a whole different argument there. So yeah, I guess but, I don't know. Do you let your kids at five years old handle a laptop my, or tablet? Right. My twins still like. I'm like, no. Here's your hour and a half. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't tell as you as long as I can. How often I see kids like you know our trip to Disney. You know, kids sitting in strollers with yeah. you know iPads with these fancy protective you know childproof protective cases on them, yeah. and these kids just like nose deep into these things. And you know, even at home in the supermarket, watching kids, people with their kids, and these kids are just on phones and tablets, and they're three and four years old, and that's you know. I, I can I, almost understand the. The mom that gets off work at, you know, 530 and picks her kids up at childcare and has to run by the grocery store and says, here, hold this because, you know, the kids, you know, squirming in the basket. I can totally get that. I feel nothing, but I feel bad for those people. You know, that's got to be really tough. I've always been fortunate enough to work from home. I haven't had to do that. Um, but I have nothing but sympathy for those moms. But, yeah, if you're in the park and your kid is totally on an iPad, it's like, what is this? OK, we're being judgy, though. I, so. But you know what? I do the same thing. If Adam and I go to the store, when I put him in that seat, if he's <laughs> if he's fussing, I just I give him a phone and I tell him to go into YouTube. So what I do with Adam when he's fussing in the in the store is I will actually just, you know, give him a sippy cup full of apple juice. 
So I have found that it can be difficult. And and I tell him, I will not buy you anything. We will walk out of this store. And I have. Mm -hmm. Do you tell him he's going to see the back of your hand if he doesn't knock it off? Well, that's once we get out into the car. I don't do that in public. (laughs) I tell him I will deny him hair gel. (laughs) You will not have access to hair products for a week, sir. Okay, so I don't think that Adam is using hair gel right now because he's got his long, wavy mane. I don't think it works in that case. Yeah, that's yeah, I haven't, I haven't used it in a year. Well, not a year, nine months, I guess. So yeah. now, are you getting? But you go to work, right? You're going to work sometimes. Uh, yeah, I do a couple of days. Yeah, I just go. I don't care. Do you what just are go they saying? Um, are they saying anything to you about the? They, well, they they say Adam, you need a haircut. And I'm like, okay. Um, I wear, uh, I have, I bought big hair ties. Mm-hmm. So that because it goes so long in front of my eyes, I can't see. So I push it back with a hair tie. Okay. Oh, so it's just like a hair band, like the, the yeah. ladies wear play tennis it's or like whatever. A, it's called a yes. rubber band, and that's what we use. They were no, cheap, but it's like, like a hair, like a. Listen up, Harry Styles. Go get a haircut. <laughs> they were like fifteen dollars, like or, or fifteen for like three dollars at Target. It was really cheap. Yeah, that's nice. Oh yes, Adam's like perusing the ladies' aisle in the Target, <laughs> in the ladies' you know, hair section. Times call for desperate measures. They really do. I mean, like right now, I think we're all basically a hot mess. You know, like everybody's gained weight. Everybody's hair is just messed up. So you know, it's not great. Except for you, Liza. You look fabulous when I saw you this weekend. So. Yeah. Well, my hair never looks good, but <laughs> no, I have hair issues no. myself. Um, okay. okay. All right. We should move on. But you know what? This is what we do. We like to talk. Um, okay. So I think our last one is actually kind of fun. Um, it's Tony, and he's going to talk about uh, the Flower and Garden Festival. So, yes, that is true. Uh, It has been announced officially that the Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival will return for 2021. I I don't think there was any question that it wouldn't, but this just makes it official. Uh, This year's festival is going to run from March 3rd through July 5th, and um, they have announced the outdoor kitchens. They have announced the topiaries and gardens, and they have also announced the musical acts. So where where should we start? We built this city. They're not coming, right? Starship? They are not. Okay, I guess we're going to have to start with entertainment. So okay. this is this is possibly the weakest part of the entertainment. Um, there will be there is no flower power series like there usually is. Um, but there are four different sets of performers, and I'm going to bet that uh, most of you can guess three of them. Okay. Um. <laughs> Air supply? No, don't don't go that big. Okay, um, okay. Go, go jaminators. They jaminators. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. The Mexican mariachi cobra. Pavilion mariachi cobra. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This, oh wait. Uh, songs of Liberty. Voices. Voices of Liberty. Of Liberty. So yes, Very that Manilow. those are those are three of the four attractions. We have Very Voices Manilow. of Liberty. They will be in the American Gardens Theater performing uh, songs that celebrate America's spirit and beauty. Uh, Mariachi Cobre will also be performing in the American Gardens Theater. Uh, And the Jammin' Gardeners, also known as the Jammiters, will be on the Canada Mill stage. 
And the final musical act will be a pianist who plays periodically in the world showplace. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm I'm there for those musical acts. Wait, where's Sugar Ray? They did not uh, do that last year, and they are not doing that this year. But what about like? What about Hanson? No Hanson. Bob. Um, what about or Nelson? There, there is no Nelson either. The Spinners. Yeah, this is kind of disappointing. Not at all, really. But T- Taylor Dane, what is she going to be doing? Nothing. Oh my gosh. I feel bad for everybody that's like works the casino circuit because (laughs) I feel like they're not getting, you know, they're having a really hard time during this pandemic. And you should not feel bad for them. You know why? Because they are so much more, they have so much more money than we do. Well, yeah, (laughs) they do. But, but actually, I don't know. They say more money, more problems. That's true. There was a song about that. Eliza, yeah. you live close to a big casino. Are they are they forming there at all? No. Oh. That's why I was hoping like they would maybe do it di- because Florida has less like COVID restrictions <laughs> than me. <laughs> and I mean ours aren't really that strict either. I'm not gonna lie. In Louisiana, people are just like acting like nothing happened. But the casino, they still haven't. And I think part of it is like some of the acts aren't comfortable doing it yet but maybe if they're older you know yes, they're older and they're, they're, they're usually working. older but the, the good thing about that theater is it's um it's open air so it's not like, okay. Really closed. But, okay and and they do socially distanced seating uh, in the theater so yeah so you probably uh, couldn't get a lot of well. people in there for like if you wanted to get your money's worth out of air supply well who sings she's a lady she's a lady isn't that like is he still alive? You um, know who it is. Do you know what? I hate that song. I, I don't. <laughs> is it like Tom? Tom? Tom whatever, Jones? Tom Jones, right? Like that's an insulting song because like this is the kind of woman you take to dinner. Well, who's the other kind of woman, and where does she get to go? Like the McDonald's drive-through. I find that offensive. Yeah, anyway, it's not good. That song's probably like popping into your head because I think we were singing that in the pool when we were in Jamaica. We were, but also because I did that training and they were talking about the ladyships. <laughs> the ladyships. <laughs> She's a ladyship. Like that's like the weirdest thing to say about your ladyship. She's yeah. a ladyship. Well, it is kind of sad though because part of the best thing about the flower and garden is the musical acts. Ugh, it's just kind of sad, but you know what? Maybe by the time we get to food and wine again, we'll come back to it. Well, see, I think the best part of flower and garden are the flowers and the gardens. And uh, while there are no new topiaries this year, we're going to have a lot of returning favorites like sorcerer Mickey, mm. uh, we're going to have a figment, the, the three Cavalieros. Uh, maybe they will have a Donald uh, a topiary if, if that doesn't break, since Donald seems to be breaking all the time now. Really? Yes. On the ride. Uh, for Adam, we're going to oh. have the, the Kermit and Miss Piggy. Yay. Uh, oh, and where are they? I love Kermit on the bike. They will be between the United Kingdom and Canada pavilions. Uh, Remy um, is coming back to France. They should, they should be right so there will be a ton of topiaries that we've all come to know and love. Uh, they will also have the global gardens. Um, we'll get the outdoor escapes, uh, the floating gardens, which I think uh, 
is one of the best parts of that is is a hundred petite plots floating on the ponds uh, at Epcot. I, I think that uh, you know some some photographs I've seen of that uh, and seeing it in person, but it, it's just an amazing sight to see. It's uh, I I wish they would keep that year round because that is really cool. Those floating those floating flower pots. Um, it's very Epcot y if I made it a verb. And I just wish they would keep that. And, say, and like the, uh, yeah. do they have the quilt? Not to, not to the jump on your toes, quilt. Tony. I love the flower, the flower quilt. Like, listen, not not to be grammarly on you, but that uh, Epcotty would be an adverb, uh, wow. not a verb. All right. I did not know about this side of you, Tony. <laughs> All right. Um, I I don't know if they have the quilt this year because it's not <gasps> in the list, but uh, they do oh. have new this year is the prehistoric garden. At uh, Future World West, um, which are plant life uh, that has thrived for 65 million years since the age of the dinosaurs. Okay. So that is very cool. Um, where, where is that? West is by Fu- on the other side. It's opposite east. Um, now. Well, <laughs> well, no, it's not. That's not by like ener- energy because that would be east. Yeah. By the universe but, of energy. Yeah, well, because that's where they had dinosaurs. That would have been that would have been a good connection if they did that. But that's Future World East is where Test Track Mission Space and Energy is. So they're putting on the other side where the uh, land and imagination is on that side. That's that's a miss, I think. But whatever. Um, got no, that Disney. You know what? I'll uh, I'll send that in my letter to Josh tomorrow. You should see what he says. <laughs> yes. Um, we're also going to have a uh, health path sponsored by uh, Advent Health. Um, I, I, I don't know what Advent Health's tie-in to Disney is all of a sudden. Yes. Uh, well, they're doing all the temperatures, right? They're doing all the temperatures. Oh, yes, they, that's right. They are the partners on the um, series where they were bringing uh, Epcot to the 55-plus communities in Florida. They're tying that in with, like, health checks and stuff. Um, they've also, don't forget, they sponsored the, I believe the, the Christmas tree trail was sponsored by Advent yes. Health this year. Hmm. Um, so they're, they're doing a lot of sponsoring of, uh, of, of events. I they're a health they, insurance company, right? Uh, no, they're a health company cause they do the health checks. I don't think they're, I think they're, I think they're health insurance. Do you? Oh, really? I don't <laughs> think they're, are they a hospital? Are they a I, hospital service? I thought that they were a healthcare, uh, provider. Y'all don't need to duke it out over this now. They are yeah. a network of healthcare that extends beyond your nearest hospital. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay, so, well, yeah. they must have a lot of money. They must have a lot of extra money for sponsorships then, I guess. Yeah, they're they're pretty big. They serve uh, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, North Carolina, Texas, and Wisconsin. Wow. Ooh. And they are 83,000 employees strong. And oh, half wow. of them are standing out in front of the parks taking your temperature. <laughs> and, and, you know, I thought it was Seems awesome because we, we went to mini golf. We went to Winter Summerland when we were there in January. And these two Advent Health people were there at the path to take your temperature before you went to golf. And I, I don't know. What did they do? Maybe 60 people all day? You know, that had to be the most boring Advent Health, uh, you know, health check tent on property. You know, Magic Kingdom, you're putting 20,000 people through. Uh, the golf course, you're, you're, you're taking 60 temperatures. But you're still getting paid the same, I guess. So 
Yeah. I guess I'd rather sit there at the golf course. When I've gone through, you know, they're just chatting. They usually have a couple people there. They're just hanging out and chatting. It's it's probably not a bad way to spend the day. You know. No, it's not. It but you worse. know what is you know what is a good way to spend a, a day? How? Hmm. Eating at some of the uh, food kiosks and outdoor kitchens during the like, International Flower and Garden Festival. You're kind of the king of the segways tonight. I am. All uh, right. So we're going to have the Bauern Market, a uh, farmer's market in Germany. Nice. Um, the Cider House is going to be returning. Oh, um, good. They haven't been there in four years. Uh, the Citrus Blossom, uh, Festival Favorites, which are micro-brews and the guest favorite dishes. Uh, the Flavorful Kitchen. Hosted by Advent Health, which is healthy cuisine. Uh, Fleur de Lis. Hanami, which is uh, Japanese innovative plates. Uh, Jardin de Fiestas in the Mexico Pavilion. Uh, The Honey Bistro. Uh, Magnolia Terrace, which is a Gulf region food. Uh, Pineapple Promenade, which, you know, you can't get enough pineapple. Uh, Taste of Marrakesh. Uh, Primavera Kitchen. Uh, and of course, you know, they do list Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company in the list of, of food locations for the International Food and Wine Festival. But um, and funnel cakes. They're going to have funnel cakes, which they always do. Um, so, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot to do. I'm actually excited about I'm looking at these food pictures right now. and I'm kind of excited. I, I, so I love flowering. Garden. That's my favorite. So I'm going on the first day. I will be there. So. I'll report back and let everyone know how delightful nice. I'm going Remember. by myself too. So uh, just no, yeah, it's just, just gonna overnight. go for the day. No, I'm gonna go overnight. I just but one night. Yeah. So. Remember when like a couple like two years ago, like we just went down for the weekend to do talk about flower garden and it was just easy. You got on a plane and yeah, and yep. you could just do things and then go home. <laughs> yes, I do. Although I, I thought that, you know, my flight was pretty easy. Liza and I were actually on the same flight on the way back um, home from Jamaica this past Sunday. And I mean, everything was fine. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel uncomfortable on okay. Delta because you don't have anyone in the middle seat. It is kind of like first class all the way, you know, it's like, Hey, this is great. Um, but I, I felt pretty comfortable and uh but it is not the same. You're you're correct. And no, there's always not. that worry in the back of your mind. You cannot escape that worry. So. Well, I was running to get to my gate on my second plane and I choked on a cracker and <laughs> I had to cough. OK, I was coughing and I sat down in my seat and then I had to make a formal announcement to everybody in the plane that I choked on a cracker. I don't have COVID-19. Not yet. I was like, listen, I'm serious. I know I'm coughing a bunch, but listen to me. I'm not sick. I coughed on one of these cheese and peanut butter crackers because I was starving. And this woman turned around and looked at me like she was about to pop me upside my head. I was like so scared. I was like, okay, that's I have to make an announcement. I'm not sick. I really did. I stood up in the plane and told everybody. It's so weird. Like if you had told me last year at this time that we would be talking about this and and explaining, you know, and even feeling a little guilty about travel, it would just I don't I wouldn't have believed you, you know. No. Even though people were talking like, hey, there's this virus, you know, but I don't know. It's just terrible. It's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. It It really really is. is. And then just to feel like if you're coughing or anybody's coughing around you 
everybody automatically is like, wait they a minute. They do. They give you like the evil eye and you're like, I swear I'm okay. And I, I tend to sneeze like a lot. Like when I put on my mask, for some reason, it makes me sneeze a lot. Mm-hmm. And like then people are looking at you like, hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I, think I need an explanation. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of crazy, actually, but you know. Yeah, that's true. Overall, though, it's it's it was a good experience to fly like that again. I just I yeah. miss traveling, and I I thought about it when we went to the airport. How much I miss traveling, and yeah. I'm sure you do, Adam. Oh yeah. I know. We I mean, Adam used to go to Disney World all the stinking time, and now it's like. It's been a while, huh, Adam? Yeah, it's over a year. October of nineteen. No, no, oh. November of 19. Yeah. And then Disneyland was a year ago Friday, uh, January 29th. Yeah. And, and I have been more times since August than I go in the course of like two years. <laughs> yeah, crazy. you've been a lot. <laughs> yes, like, Tony. Cheryl has, has opened up the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. She, well, flights are cheap. Are they? Very much. Yeah, so. they're really cheap. Like like right now, I can I can go. I mean, granted, it's just from Atlanta, but I can get down there really cheaply. Oh, to, you mean to so, Orlando? Yeah. Four, to Orlando. four of us round trip from Connecticut to Orlando under two hundred dollars. Nice. Total, not per person. Total. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Per per person, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's crazy. I just want things to get back to normal. And like I've lately I've been talking to people and they've said they've they've kind of they've kind of slowed down, like just emotionally, they're just kind of done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's it's really tough. And, and you know, it's hard for kids. It's hard for people like Adam's age. They can't like, you know, like people like. Well, not so much you, Liza, because, like, you know, you're not married or anything yet, but you do have a boyfriend. <laughs> but like, you know, like if you're married and you got kids and you're at home. Like you're you're not needing to go out as much, but like Adam, I feel bad for you because like you can't really get out and do a lot of stuff, you know. Um, but like I feel kind of bad for like the younger guys and girls, you know. This is hard, um, you know. They're oh, missing yeah. stuff. So, but hopefully it'll be over in a few months or seven months or whatever. I don't know. I'm just done. So anyway, yeah, Adam, tell us when it's over. Yeah, let us know. You get a haircut. Uh, I will. When I get a yeah. haircut. <laughs> let us know when you get that haircut. Are you literally not going to get your haircut until this is over? Uh, I might at this point. Like, I told you it's a project. Like, it's a science experiment at this point. It becomes something else. Maybe he'll like his hair longer. That's the thing. I think Adam, he does. Adam had kind of like that shaved and then that thing on the top that the boys were wearing. I don't know, Adam. I think you could do something different. Maybe you should get a bob. A bob? Like that guy. You know that guy from like the show where he had like five wives. It was on TLC. What was it called? Sister Wives. And then he had like this. It was annoying. Anyway, oh, you could get his hair. Not that um, guy. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Um, let's let's move on to something. I wanted to finish out the show, and I and this might take you guys a while to come up with a date, but I would like you guys to do a prediction of when Ratatouille is opening in Epcot. Now we saw that today they lit up the gas, gas gusto, sorry, gusto sign in Epcot. So I think that's a start, right? You know, they opened oh, yeah. the, 
you know, the gate is open. You can go to the bathroom back there because the bathrooms in Morocco are closed. So, you know, you're getting like a little peek in there. But the ride itself mm-hmm. isn't open. The creperie, which lies on our waiting for patiently. Creperie. <laughs> right now. Um, that's that's um, that's not open, of course. So I want you guys to take a second and tell me when you think it's going to open and we'll see who's closest to being hard, right. Open. Hard or soft? Uh, soft open. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's a good distinction there. So. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Well, let me look at my calendar here. Da, da, let me look at my Marie calendar. That's why I've got the music going. Where Marie, is my Marie my calendar? Marie calendar. <laughs> that's what I call my calendar. Okay. Okay. I've got mine, by the that's way. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> my calendar's name is Marie. I'm going to go early, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be wrong because I'm going early. I'm going to throw myself. I'm going to, I'm, I am making a guess. Okay. All right. Is everybody ready? Strategic thinking and all that. Strategery. Okay. Adam, do you want to go first and tell us why? Yeah. So, um, the Super Bowl this year, uh oh, is February 7th. Now, why is that important? The Super Bowl is my husband's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, I Kevin. ordered him a Star Trek cake. Oh. Live long and prosper, fool. Live long and prosper. <laughs> um, well, it's funny that you say Kevin because Kevin went to the University of Michigan. And, of course, playing in the Super Bowl this year is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whose quarterback is Tom Brady of the University of Michigan. Did he uh, really go to the University of Michigan? He did. He did. All I know about him is that his wife is annoying. Okay, <laughs> so I guess maybe Kevin will want to watch the Super Bowl. I don't know. I think he, he never watches it. He likes football. He does, but he only likes college football. Oh, okay. He's well, purist. so anyway, so the Super Bowl is the seventh. The, why I bring all this up is the Super Bowl is in Tampa, Florida, which is an hour and a half or so away from Disney World. Now, yes. normally, if this was a normal year, uh, I People would be jammed into the city of Tampa and and um, and uh, Clearwater and all that stuff out there in St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. and they would be going among other things to Disney World. I'm sure Disney would have been packed that week, but because we're not like that, it's not going to be as much. But it is Florida where they, they don't really care about things like that. So I think Disney wants to avoid that rush. I, I think they want to avoid the Super Bowl, but I think they want to take advantage of the w- next weekend, which is President's Day weekend. So I think Thursday, uh, February 11th is the soft opening date. Oh, for- my God. We picked the same day. Well, there you go. Yep. I cannot believe that. I just sort of thought that was a little early, Adam, just because like usually when when you when Disney opens up an attraction, usually they do two things. They invite media always. Right. So like you're about to say they invite me. (laughs) Right. I wish. No, but they invite media. They invite Instagrammers. They invite bloggers, people you might not even think they're going to invite. They would invite. Right. And so usually you hear a little something. But the other thing they do is they invite platinum and diamond level Disney travel agencies. And I haven't heard a whisper that any of these folks have been invited to anything. Mm. So I thought 
So I thought the 11th sounds early, but I agree with you that I think President's Day weekend is probably a good bet. Um, and also Valentine's weekend, very popular at Disney. So that's why I picked that one. And I have been nosing around and no one has heard anything um, as far yeah. as you know, anyone who Instagrams or whatever. So, but I'm going to go with the 11th. Okay, Liza. Which well, my, my guess was Valentine's Day, February 14th, because I mean, or February 12th, because February 12th is um, one. This isn't a buffet. Dog it. February 12th is no one eats alone day. (laughs) What? It's national. No one eats alone day. Mm -mm, That's interesting. It's also national plum pudding day. But I thought since February 13th is national tortellini day, but they don't have tortellini. And February 14th is National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day. Okay, I'm going to beat you the next time I see you. Which which what day is it, Liza? <laughs> you, you said like eight dates. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? You guys picked National Don't Cry Over Spill Milk Day, which is the 11th. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Okay. I'm. What just, kind of calendar do you have? It's, it's a like national a calendar day for calendar. insane people. Is that what it's you got for Christmas? Day is that your calendar. lame boyfriend gave you for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> actually, my boyfriend is like the nicest guy. Actually, I take that back. You know I'm team Frenchie all the time. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what? I've had some gifts now. I was telling you that make you think. Gotta train them. You just Don't have to know what's going on with that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to say February 13th. <laughs> February 13th. Okay. See, now, see, again, I don't know that a Saturday, well, soft opening on a Saturday. Don't okay. talk her out of it. It's okay. also National Breakup with Your Mail Carrier Day. Wow. Okay, that makes no sense. Okay, Tony, what about you? I Somehow I feel like you're going to have the winning day. Yes. All right. Well, I am going with a prediction of uh, the week of the 22nd of February. Okay. It's It's past the holiday weekend. It's past President's Day. Uh, I look back historically, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened the first week of March last year. So, you know, they they have opened rides and attractions during the, the beginning of March. So I'm going to go with the soft opening the week of the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney has scaled back uh, for February. If you'll if you're aware, they have closed a bunch of their quick service locations. They've made them only uh, weekend uh, weekend only. Um, but they are all reopening at the beginning of March uh, for the spring okay. break crowds. So. Uh-huh. I'm predicting soft opening week of the 22nd, opening uh, officially the first week in March, uh, so they can take advantage of the spring break crowds. Mm. Okay. You know, and, and you know what? So what I've seen online is kind of in keeping with that, Tony. You know, people saying anywhere between like the beginning of March and the middle of March. We might be a little early, but. You like how Tony has good reasoning, and I'm just like, it's National Cream-Filled Chocolate Day, so I'm really feeling it. Well, and you know what? They also seem to like to open, like, 
they like to open things all at once. Like they like to have like different little things going on. But yeah. if they had everything opened in that land, like little section, they'd have the creperie. They'd have, you know, what else is going in there? Creperie, bathroom. ride, bat. Okay, the bathroom must be celebrated. Yes. What else? Yes. Anything else? Um, the um, uh, the creamfield is a Claire is a creamfield chocolate. It is. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Eclairs are French, aren't they? Yes. Uh, they are. That's, well, yeah. They are. They are French. I just don't. You know. I, I. The only reason why I was thinking February 14th is because they've come so far already, and it's like ready to open any minute. So I. I but it you said me, the 13th. I mean the 13th, whatever. Well, that's Valentine's well, I, I, weekend. That's Valentine's weekend. And I just, I, I'm just, for some reason, I don't think they're going to open it like next week. Well, shoot, maybe they will. <laughs> I wish I don't they would. I think we're going to see it this in January. I think we will see it probably. The I beginning think, of February. I think sometime in February is pretty solid, I think. Get it open and get all the kinks worked out before the spring break crowds come in. But then again, mm-hmm. this year's not like other years. And yeah. there really aren't any, you know, possibly not spring break crowds. I mean, if you look at availability, um, the availability is pretty wide open, you know, at least yeah. for the spring, you know. So mm. I, I think it's really hard to predict it. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, okay. All right. Well, whoever... Whoever uh, is close gets to give Adam a giant noogie. And if it's, if it's Adam, he still gets a giant noogie. So, I think Adam should have a haircut. They could just shave Adam's head. That would be great. Yeah. Adam should come over here and let me cut his hair. Well, the <laughs> thing about Adam is he has very thick hair. You could shave, like, Disney designs into his head. I know. Adam's got a great... Uh, oh yeah, we we admire Adam's hair. It's great. Tell me you wouldn't like to shave a little Lefou into the side of Adam's head. That's Aww. A- yeah. yeah, see, right. he's definitely got got that going on there. And you, it's kind of cool, Adam, because now you could do whatever you want with it. Yeah, you no can, one's gonna see it. Well, you can grow it, or you get dreadlocks. Get dreadlocks. Ooh, you gonna dreadlock it? That's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I just yeah, for it's. I, I'm like, I never had long hair, so I'm like, well, might as well just let it go and see what, you know. I think that's looks, a good so. idea. I, I want to see idea. if you could let it grow down the middle of your back. All right. On that <laughs> note. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead. I'm going to throw this over. If no one else has any other ideas, dreams, goals, things that are crushing their soul, I'm going to throw this over to Tony and have him close out the show. Thanks, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team help plan a magical vacation for your family. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.